Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas, delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got you six, we got your back. Got you six, we got your back. Got you six, we got your back. I got you six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got you six, we got your back. I got you six, we got your back. I got you six, we got your back. I got you six. Sixers today is in a phenomenal episode with Janelle Hamm. Janelle is a United States Marine Corps veteran, logistics professional, mother, and leader. She works at one of the most cutting edge driving technology firms in the country, where she is constantly applying her logistic background. She is passionate about leadership, art, fitness, as well as inspiring others to lead and create with people and organizations, not only that she works with, but committed to building the world she wants to be a part of. Janelle firmly believes that little habits every day pay off and that constant self-improvement is needed to succeed. She graduated with her degree in Arabic from the United States Naval Academy in 2010, where she was the president of the Women's Glee Club and part of the first women's ice hockey team. She would go on to serve 10 years of active duty in the Marine Corps. Janelle would transition off of active duty in 2020 and is still currently serving as logistics officer at the Marine Corps Reserve. Janelle, thank you so much for being here. So excited for this episode. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So you're still continuing to use what you you take away from your time in the Marines and you know what you learned at the Naval Academy. But really, is there something like you kind of continue to implement every day, you know, now that you're doing both the civilian role, being a reservist, an active duty spouse, like there's that's a lot to manage. What do you kind of take away from your time so far in the military? Yeah, this is a really good question. And I think that the the one thing that really is part of my daily life is that sense of personal accountability. And, you know, when you're a military officer, regardless of what branch or what your specialty is, you know, you're responsible for your actions, the actions of your team, and anything that does or doesn't happen. So I think taking that sense of ownership in my personal and professional life has really helped me stay focused and be deliberate and intentional about how I spend my time. Um, just kind of even how you were mentioning in the in the intro, like just prioritizing your time and taking that sense of responsibility that whether something happens or doesn't happen in my life, like I have a, a say in how that happens. And then keeping myself honest through things like using a planner, like, you know, at the Naval Academy, it was my I'll find out pad. You know, if you didn't write it down, I didn't remember it. And now I use a planner pretty much every day, every week to help me plan out my daily goals, weekly goals, monthly, um, and reflect on where I'm at. And so that I think helps keep me honest and, um, and on track. What specifically do you use to kind of like check yourself so you don't get too far off in one direction of like not being able to hold yourself accountable? I mean, I think it's just making sure that I take the time to open up that, that um, planner or journal on a regular basis. 
Um, I actually have a, a pretty good one that is pretty well structured to, to say like what I want to do this week, things I'm looking for over the next three months. And then it, it's just taking that time to reflect on a previous month, kind of look ahead to the next one. And sometimes, you know, life doesn't always go according to plan, but I think if you are taking the time to think ahead and focusing on like, am I doing the things today that are going to help get me closer to those goals? Or am I, you know, sitting here binge watching a show that is wasting my time? We all have the same amount of time in a day. It's just how do we choose to use it? So like you talked about, that time is almost like non-negotiable. How much time would you say that is daily? Um, maybe. 15, 20 minutes um, at the end of the day, usually. And then um, as I approach the end of a month, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it takes a lot of time. It's just um, like that small habit built over multiple repetitions. So you bring up habits, which is really interesting. So as you've transitioned, because you got out 2018? Oh, uh, no, 2020. 20, excuse me, sorry, from active service. So you've kind of had to build new habits, especially in the last you know year during a pandemic, lots going on. Um, what kind of like new belief or behavior has really drastically improved your life? So I think there's a few things here that come to mind. Um, and I'd like to start with some of the ones that I think are most practical and applicable to anyone. And so it really comes back to time. Like for me, going from daily commute to the military office, you know, to the military base, going to my office on base, you know, that was structure and routine in my day. When I went to now I'm remote job hunting during COVID, you know, how am I going to keep structure in my week and, and really maximize the time that I have? And so, you know, a couple of things that I think helped me a lot were setting screen time limits for apps on my phone. And that's something that like, you know, anybody can do, like think of, where am I? Where are my time sinks throughout the day that I'm just like, am I spending too much time on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook? Maybe there's a learning app or a learning game that you love, but if you're spending more than like an hour or an hour and a half on that thing, maybe that's time that could be spent somewhere else. And so kind of taking that personal inventory, going back to you know ownership and responsibility. Hey, if I manage my time, if I'm if I'm driving where I want to go next, how do I build these little checks into my day to keep me on track? And so like I get my screen going black that says, you spent too much time on you know LinkedIn today, or you spent too much time on wherever. And you can override that if you have something deliberate that you need to do. But that's one example of kind of those curbs to help keep you on track um, and going in the right direction. You know, a couple other things that I'd say have really improved my life. And with that would be small habits that help me keep my mental health on track as well. Um, and two small things there is like one of my bad habits previously was, you know, pretty much every day, like have, coming home from work, having a beer or two, switching that from like every day, grab a beer, every day, grab a can of sparkling water. Like for me, it was just that habit of, I like having something cold and bubbly at the end of the day and it didn't need to be alcohol. So that's really improved my life. And, and then another one is um, like changing how much caffeine I was taking in in the morning. And like, I, I love coffee, so I couldn't quit coffee. I just switched to, you know, I cut back to 50-50, you know, half decaf, half regular. And like, those are things that kind of helped keep my mental state more, more steady throughout the day. And then some of those other kind of curbs that I put in, in place to help keep me on track, stay focused through a new routine and, and a life change. So it's those constant 
recalibrations, like you said, you know, whether it's looking at your screen time or understanding like, Hey, you know, this is too much alcohol, but what it really comes down to is I need some sort of like hard break, some sort of physical like feeling. I know I'm going to hit and you, you, I like how you, you know, kind of change that from cold beer to a cold, you know, bubbly water. What's your flavor? Uh, I, I like mixing it up, you know, oh, okay. it's, uh, something different every week usually. <laughs> nice. No, that, that's very interesting. So did you, was that kind of like a self-taught thing or did you kind of pull that from sort of like book or, or was that like, where did that influence come from? Um, so those, some of those steps, um, especially some of those like physical changes that I was making were really based out of some of the like personal learning that I had to do after I hit like a mental health breaking point. So I, I've talked about that in some other things that I've shared before. Um, really, it came down to like, when I first went to get help, I thought something was medically wrong with me because I was having nonstop headaches and lots of other things that were going on that just didn't seem to fit with like, you know, why am I feeling this way? I feel so off all the time. Why is my head hurting? Why isn't it stopping? And, you know, after kind of we kept going down the line and like there were no underlying medical problems, just stress and not knowing how to really um, deal with mental health um, in a way to reduce the stress in my life. Like I knew how to build up a wall and push through, but I didn't know how to actually like let it flow out of me and like be able to continue on with my day throughout, you know, that stuff. And so those were some of those kind of like physical tools that were taught um, in one of the courses that I went to. I sat there and I was like, this sounds dumb, but if it, if I try it and it works, then I'm going to keep doing it. So that, you know, those were just a couple of examples of, of some of those things. What was that course? If you don't mind me asking. Um, so it was, it was called a um, CBT skills group and it was the um, cognitive behavioral therapy skills group, a group class on base. Um, that was, you know, I, I'm really grateful. I actually had the command support to attend while I was active duty. And I, I self-referred to this course that normally, you know, is something that people are directed to go to following like substance abuse or suicidal ideations or attempts in a way to help get them back on track to like functioning again. And I think that was just a gold mine. Like there were so many things that I, I didn't learn at the Naval Academy. I didn't learn in SEER school. I didn't learn throughout my how many leadership courses do we go to as military officers? And like all of these things, like I had never learned before. And so, you know, after finishing the course, I was just like, you know, as much as I didn't want to talk about this experience, now I realize like life is hard and challenging for everyone, whether it's combat, whether it's family, whether it's personal. And if we don't talk about some of those those tough times or some of the tools that we use to get through, we're not being the lifeline to our buddies to our right and left to like help them get through the tough time. And so I kind of got like this kick in the pants, like, Hey, you got to talk about this. And even if it's uncomfortable, because you never know who might need to hear it. And, you know, we all know folks that aren't here anymore because they never learned some of this stuff. And, you know, if I can help one person ask for help, then it was a win. No, absolutely. Right. Just being able to kind of be vulnerable. I've learned so much more from like failure than I have from success, right? Because the failures lead to success. 
Um, and you've talked, you know, you've already kind of touched on one, right? The mental health kind of breakdown, which I mean, that video you did with Google was incredibly powerful. Um, just kind of talking about it came to, you know, exactly where you were, what was going on in that moment. And if you want to kind of share a little, you know, a little bit about that, I think that would be extremely beneficial. Yeah. It's going back to that day. I mean, it felt like a crash and burn for me. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to talk to some, some folks that I worked with. Um, I was a company commander at the time. So there was, you know, a lot of responsibility and I'm sitting there trying to just go through kind of an end of day brief with some of my staff. The, the day had started off weird, like super bad stress dreams that that were, you know, just like, what's going on? What's going on? Um, and then, you know, this thing happens in the afternoon where my head's hurting. I can't see. I can't read my notebook. I can't spit out the words that I'm trying to say. And like, you're aware that other people around you are kind of looking at you funny because you're like, what is she saying? Like, what? This makes no sense. And And so I had to like, excuse myself, like step to the side, burst into tears, like what's going on. And, and some people were like, oh, hey, you just need to take a day off. Like you just need a little bit of a break. And when I got home that night, my, my neighbor asked me how I was doing. And, you know, he, there's a lot of overlap in our life. Like I don't want to get into exactly who he is, but, you know, a lot of similarities in, in his um, education and career path. So when he asked me how I was doing, I, I felt that I could answer honestly. But in that sense, like, I just started crying and I was like uncontrollable. (laughs) And so we just started game planning right there. Like, Hey, do you need to stay home? Do you need to go to medical tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know what I'm, what am I going to do when I show up at medical? Like what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't want to walk in to base medical and just be this, like, I had this weird thing happen to me. I don't know what to do. They're like, well, do you want to go to a different office on base? Like my wife could take you to the ER tonight. And that was when it was like, that just felt like the right answer. Like I wasn't in a sense where I could stay home and take care of my son that night. Like I needed more help than I realized. And so, you know, at that point I still thought like, do I have a brain tumor or something? Like, why is my head hurt so bad? Why is this going on? Uh, And so, you know, it still took a couple of weeks for me to really unpack like all the different things that we were looking into. And, um, and then eventually it was um, just recognizing like, Hey, you've got a lot going on. You've only learned how to push through. That's what the academy taught us. That's what these other things taught us. Like there's tools, there's breathing tools, there's physical tools, there's emotional, there's, there's social, psychological. Like when I went to the course was like two months later from when that first night happened. And it was like, things kept happening after that, like where I was like still breaking down at work still not able to like hold it together. And so it was just like clear that it wasn't just something that I could take a day off and go back and be normal. It was like, yeah, no, it's like an, it's like an earthquake, right? Like you had that initial shock wave and then there's always like those like tremors that'll continue to like kind of spread out as time goes on until obviously you can't really fix plate shifting, but you know, like to kind of just, that's what it sounds like you're describing is, and to, but to be able to be like, this is much more deeper than what it is on the surface and it needs to be addressed for long-term health, not only for myself, but everybody else who depend on me and I depend on them. That's extremely powerful. Yeah, that's actually, I don't think I've ever quite heard it um, with that analogy before, but I think that's a perfect, that was a perfect analogy. And I think it, because it also, that's how it, that's how it builds up. Like how does an earthquake start? You're 
you've got pressure building and building and building, and then it breaks and then there's aftershocks. And so I think, yeah, I think it, um, that's a great analogy. I wouldn't define that as like a failure, but you did say, you mentioned like that crash and burn, but look what it's been able to kind of like lead to in terms of success for you long-term, right? Cause you have these tools, not only that you use, but you can share with other people. So it's not like as a coach, right? A coach is effective when they understand their athlete, as opposed to just be like, Hey, we're running four, three defense, block and tackle, block and tackle, block and tackle. Yeah. I think what really drove me to get help and continue to get help was, you know, my husband was getting ready to deploy and, and I knew that if I was going to still be active duty as a mom, like I needed to be strong to get through my husband being gone. That was like the driving factor for me. And then, you know, looking back, then COVID happened while my husband was deployed. And so that's why I kind of look back and say, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the timing because I think so many people that that situation that I just described, they faced that during COVID, regardless of what your family or, or work situation was. Everybody that I know like can talk to this sense of feeling overwhelmed, not knowing what to do, so much uncertainty. And so it really speaks to that like that sense of like this isn't something that's just isolated to military veterans. Um, but I think especially a lot of moms feel it when they're, you know, there's just so much um, thrown at us and we, we power through it, but, you know, we can also do a lot to help support each other through it as well. Yeah. It's not a, you know, service member problem. It's a, it's a person problem. We're all humans at the end of the day. And we're going to, like you said, I think you said it beautifully, like life is hard, but understanding that it, it, it is hard, but we ha- we can start to build and understand as we look, we have to look at internally in order to move forward and adjust so that that hardness helps growth. So now that, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit to now, you have all these skill sets and tools that you've learned. Is there one particular one that you're trying to implement more than others or like working really hard to like use daily? One that that comes to mind here is really trying to be kind and patient to those that I'm around the most. I think sometimes it's easy to put on a persona when you go off somewhere like going to work or going to your office but you know I've been working from home so far so for me like the people that I'm around the most are are my spouse and my my son and if I'm not being kind and patient to them you know I really see I really see it in my son so I realize like I need to model that behavior but like authentically not fake you know cuz kids see through that and really just being able to like have a conversation when you're frustrated talk something through if you're not understanding and really being being patient you know cuz there's been so much life change like my family just PCS you know so like new home new job getting through covid so many changes as guidelines change and and things like that so it's like trying to be that that sense of calm which I can only do by like really having that sense throughout the day of like keeping myself centered and then being able to be kind <laughs> and and patient with those around me. And so I think that's one of the things I'm I'm still working on because yeah, it takes work to to really treat those around you with a lot of love, especially when things are frustrating or stressful. Right. And again, it requires you to look in and be like, why am I reacting or having this? understanding of this situation in this specific way. And it forces you to really strengthen like that, that emotional intelligence muscle 
so, I mean, we're like just so much growth, right? Not only that you've experienced during COVID, but like leading up through COVID now doing what you're doing. How would you say you're better than yesterday? Yeah, I re- this was one of, I think, my favorite questions um, when I was preparing. And I really think that um, the way that I'm better than yesterday is that I'm judging my personal and professional success on my own terms and my own timeline. And I think that that was one of the struggles that I had being active duty was that there's always this external measure of what success in your job or your rank looks like. And I think that that works for a lot of people. But for me, you know, I really wanted to have more flexibility to do different things. And so feeling like I'm competing against myself or I'm competing against like who I was yesterday helps me like focus my time and efforts to say yes and no to the organizations and activities that really like speak to my soul or align with with my future vision of what success looks like. And so I think that if you look at my bio, you might think like, well, she's all over the place. Like, what is she doing? And it's like, hey, all of these things are part of like where I see me being the happiest 30 years from now. And I don't necessarily know where all these things lead, but one of the lessons I've learned in life is if you want to be a part of something, just show up. You might not know how you can contribute. You might not see that there's a, f- a place for you with your name on it or your skill set on it. But if you if if you care about an organization or an event and and you want to help them, you might be surprised like how much you can contribute just by showing up. Just being at the table is extremely powerful. I 100% agree with you. And like you said, it doesn't need to, there's no cookie cutter of like, you know, you're all over the place. Like that's you, that's who you are. That's what you're about, right? And knowing that allows you to be so much more effective professionally, personally, you know, you name it, right? Yeah. And I, this kind of ties in with one of your other questions, but um, I think it it fits here because we're talking about it. I think it's it's really easy to underestimate the value and impact of 30 to 60 minutes of your time compounded over weeks and months. And whether that's towards a personal endeavor or helping out an organization, like even if you're you're if you're on a Zoom call once a month for a nonprofit, like you don't necessarily know some of the skills and experiences you have that can bring value to something that they're planning or like with beyond the uniform, like it doesn't take me tons of time to to help prep social media posts every week, but it's a way that I can give back. It's a way that I can force myself to listen to great interviews with great people um, and learn from that. But then it's also hands-on learning. And I think we put a lot of emphasis on, hey, go watch a YouTube video, go take a LinkedIn learning course, go take a formal course. Like so many orgs, you can learn through hands-on for free just by volunteering. So I think that's another thing that I would hope people walk away from this interview with like, what's something that you care about that you've thought, you know, when I'm retired or when I'm out of the military, I'll, I'll spend more time with that. And I would challenge you take the 30 minutes a week or month and build that now. Like you're giving up a video game, you're giving up maybe a Netflix episode, but what you can contribute might be huge impact to that organization. Janelle, thank you so much for your time. If people want to reach out, because I know I can already see, you know, DMs are going to start exploding after this episode drops. 
where where are people going to connect with you? The number one place to connect with me is LinkedIn message. Um, I do have, you know, I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, JanelleHanf.com, which has some of my previous like podcast episodes and, and things that I've done. Um, but really, I think like if you want to connect with me, like start there. Like most of my Instagram is like deep end fitness, UTL stuff. Like I post that stuff on Instagram because it's not like super heartfelt for me to like post about my workouts. So uh, if you want something that's a little more like serious, that's why I say like, you can, you can message me on Instagram too. Like I'll respond, but uh, I'd say like for more of that, like mental health, like heartfelt discussion, I'm more in that mindset with a more professional platform on, on LinkedIn. Awesome. And Don Tran, friend of the show, great guest. Again, there it's good people continue to come together. Prime Hall, uh, another great dude. And what they're doing over at Deep End Fitness is absolutely incredible. And I'm glad you're part of that organization. Janelle, thank you again so much for your time. Being authentic, right? Just allowing us to kind of deep dive into where you've been, what you've gone through, and sharing that with us so we can be better tomorrow. And of course, thank you for having our six. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the time today. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.